so important, people of God, to get into the very presence of God. Nothing else matters now. In fact, I want you to find yourself right in the Holy of Holies. I see His presence. I'm in his presence. While I'm there thanking him, I know that I have a right. Whatever I need, he will supply. I believe tonight somebody just wants him to open up the windows of heaven for you. Let it rain. Send down your blessings, Lord. I just need you to move in this place tonight. I just need you to move in this place tonight. He's doing it right now. Hallelujah. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain. Let it rain.
Bishop Paul Morton, let it rain. Wow. You know, I, I was speaking with someone and they're saying on the East Coast, they're getting uh, East Coast of the U.S., they're getting all type of uh, weather, humidity, you know, and here we are in California is supposed to be a high at 111. And that's in the local city. That's not including Death Valley or the desert areas where the temperatures may go any higher. Uh, you know, this is September 3rd. I want to thank you for joining in with us this evening, or maybe it's morning, wherever you are, or maybe it's already midday. But certainly thank you for tuning in and for those that will listen and hear this later. Um, God bless you. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. Uh, that's SML on a Thursday, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated. This is Pastor Carl Henderson, and you are inside the pages. We're inside the pages, the word of God, there's no better place to be than in God's word. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word is going to stand. Our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. in the Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study is 7 p.m. and Acts of the Holy Ghost tonight, Thursdays at 9 p.m. You know, I just thank God. It's nothing like going to bed. Uh, going through your day and meditating and thinking about the goodness of God, you know, that's embedded in your heart while you're going through and doing whatever, whatever your daily task is, whatever your productivity is, you know, but uh, the core, at the core of your heart is just meditating and thinking about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and how we may please him. And at the same time, we're going to do a good job um, at work. We're going to do a good job at school you know, working on our degree, working on certification or whatever it is, you're going to do a good job at it because you're dedicated unto the Lord. And that's how, that's what we do. 
That's what we do. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I'm faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. Now, we're uh, in the book of Acts, uh, the ninth chapter, you know, so we've traveled from, uh, we're dealing with the fact that Luke has written the second epistle to let Theophilus know about the acts of the Holy Ghost uh, and how the Lord was using men, how he was using those that that was in the upper room, that 120, that included uh, uh, Peter, James, John, and those that was listening, those that was obedient and went there back to Jerusalem and waited to be endured with power. That included Mary, his sisters. You know, they all went back to Jerusalem to receive the promise that was made, and that was the gift of the Holy Ghost. And there's a reason that uh, God sent his spirit, uh, which he told them it would, that you'll be a witness. It's going to help you. Uh, not, it's not going to help you overcome the, the, the Roman suppression. You know, that was one of the things that they was interested about as well as you're going to establish your kingdom. And I, I, I thank God that he did not he did not establish his kingdom at that time. There was a reason why God did not establish the kingdom. Uh, and his response to the disciples and those that were standing by listening was that uh, uh, it's not for you to know the day or the hour that is in the that is in the power of the spirit. God is a spirit and God only knows when he's going to establish his kingdom. And, um, you know, there's so many people that have made predictions about the, the coming of the Lord, um, which is not something any of us should be doing because the Bible plainly tells us as the Lord reiterated this to them. No man knows the day, no man knows the hour. So we're not going to be foolish and go there. Uh, listen, and so uh, we see that they received the Holy Ghost. They, all, they became powerful witnesses. There was healings that took place and uh, just so many things that was occurring. And, and uh, you know, and, and so we, here we are in the ninth chapter. And, and let's go there now. The, the 32nd verse uh, through the 43rd verse, it says, And it came to pass, as Peter passed through all quarters, he came down unto the saints which dwelt at Lydia, at Lydia. And there he found a certain man, uh, Anise, uh, which had kept his bed eight years and was sick with palsy. And Peter said unto him, uh, Anise, Jesus Christ, maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed. And he arose immediately. And all that dwelt at Lydda and Siren saw him and turned to the Lord. Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. And this woman was full of good works and uh, um, deeds which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died, whom they had washed and laid her in the upper chamber for as much as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there. They sent unto him two men, desiring him that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all
all the widows uh, stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made whom uh, while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed and turned him to the body, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up and, gave, and he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when she had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa. And uh, many believed in the Lord. And came to pass that he tarried there many days in Joppa with one Simon Tanner. And so here we are, Acts of the Holy Ghost, uh, labeled this Acts of the Holy Ghost number nine. And so, I mean, it's much more than that, but, but you know, in our lesson, our lesson uh, tonight, you know, we're talking about the, the move and the power of God uh, in the lives of believers. And so the saints that lived in Lydda, uh, Lydda meaning a standing pool, those that was there, um, when Peter arrived, he found a man that was had been sick, he had been paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years, eight years. And we know that's a long time uh, to be in bed and unable to do for yourselves. And you can just imagine because you've known people or maybe heard of people that even in our day and time in this modern uh, society that we live in uh, people are that are bedridden suffer many other things because of the fact that they are uh, in the bed they can't get up they can't do things they can't refresh themselves uh, you know it's a terrible state to be in there's bed sores and all the things that we may not like to think about but it exists and uh, how, think about how that individual uh, that must feel. And so for eight years, this man could not move. He was incapacitated, uh, incapable of getting off the bed without some assistance. And who's to say that someone who was with him being a tear caker, somebody was with him all the time. If you ever had to uh, aid anyone, even during a temporary sickness, uh, you know how laborsome that is. We've seen family and associates suffering from uh, similar things and even higher states of, of uh, same condition. And, you know, and it's a terrible state to be in. And, and that individual that's dealing with that, how burdened that they feel that they are being a, a burden on you. You know, that kind of touches in an area that we should do all that we can do, you know, especially as parents and, and stuff to take care of ourselves so that, uh, to minimize what our children would have to do for us, you know, do our best to stay in good health, go and get physicals and do different things that we uh, should do, uh, you know, and uh, that's going to help us, you know, go for walks, eat less salt and, you know, and you understand what I'm saying. And so you can be paralyzed uh, physically, you can be paralyzed mentally, or even emotionally, you know, certainly all three can exist. It's a terrible state to be in. And, you know, we should not be, um, uh, and as, a, as seen and portrayed in movies and other things, that we could be very insensitive to others and use phrases to people like man up or get over it, you know, and many other statements 
that people make when you're dealing with something. Um, you know, people make statements and just get all kind of little comments to make. But uh, I'm telling you, when they're going through something, there's a prayer line request, tears, and emotional outbursts, and, you know, all of this because the fan belt broke on the car. You know, how ridiculous and when God expects us to, as his sons and daughters to be empathetic. God expects us to show compassion for whatever another person is dealing with. You never know when it's going to cross your path and you're going to look for the same. Uh, God has certainly been compassionate to each of us. The Bible said, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. Well, you know, we can find mercy and we can find help in the time of need because uh, he is a high priest that has dealt with the same infirmities that we have had to deal with. No one is going to stand before God and say, well, you don't understand. You don't know what I had to go through. Yes, he do. He does. And not only him, but others, you know, you should always consider the fact that there was somebody before you. There was somebody that went through the same situation that you're dealing with. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, whether it, it doesn't matter. Someone has gone through that uh, and someone has uh, did what without they didn't sacrifice their commitment unto the Lord to get over it either. And for those that have uh, uh, turn around, change, you know, uh, pick up your commitment, love the Lord the way you used to. And God will help you in the situation or, or get through whatever it is that you're dealing with. You'll have to deal with it either way it go. But as they used to say, things go better with Coke. No, things go better with Christ. Uh, I like Coke too, but things go better with, with our Lord and Savior. Uh, he makes a difference. The Bible said when Peter met this man, he immediately became a witness. When he met Annas, uh, he became an immediate witness unto him that God is able. Our responsibility is the same as Peter, and that is to be uh, a witness that God is able. God is able. Uh, you can even declare whether you, you whether he do it or not, he's still able. If he don't do it, he's able. But we pray in the, in the hope that he does, but he if he don't, he's able. Uh, you know, when the, when the young man was faced, when the king went to the young man, um, Daniel's uh, uh, partners, his, his buddies in the gospel, uh, uh, Michelle and, and Hananiah and, and uh, Azariah, when he went there, they said, look, King, we're not, we, we not careful how we answer you because we know the king of king. Now, don't you go and be disrespectful to nobody, but understand their commitment. They were able to do that. And they said, look, uh, we know that he's able to deliver us. If he does, uh, we looking for, but if he doesn't, we know that he's able. And you need to know when you witness to others, let them know that God can uh, it's his will if he does or does not. Luke uh, uh, lets us know that, and he doesn't say much about this man either. You know, Luke doesn't say this man was full of faith. Uh, Peter didn't ask him, do you have faith? Peter just told him, look, <laughs> uh, 
God is, is wants to heal you. Jesus Christ heals you. That was a, just a statement. That's what he said. And then he told them, get up and roll up your bed. Get up. It's time to get up. There was nothing said about this man's faith. Only the Holy Ghost was using Peter. Only the Holy Ghost. You know, when we, when the Holy Ghost, the power of God uses us, and now I'm not, then that makes a difference. It makes a difference when the Spirit of God is using an individual uh, to minister to someone. I expect that when you're involved in ministry, that you should be in contact with the Lord. You should be in contact with him through his word. You should be in contact with him through consecration. You should be in contact with him through prayer. You should be in contact with him by just being quiet and listening for him to speak to you. He might not say anything, but he may back you up in whatever you say. And Peter said, Jesus Christ heals you. And the Lord backed it up. He backed up the very words that Peter spoke. The Bible tells us in Acts 1 and 8, it said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. And so that is the power, that power, the power of the Holy Ghost is what healed this man. The same power that healed the man who was above 40 years old. Uh, they told me, said, the, the high priest and him said, well, whose name did you do that? And he said, in the name of Jesus. And that's what Peter presented again. Jesus Christ heals you, not Peter. Uh, we're not praying to Peter because Peter doesn't heal us. And we're not praying to Mary. Mary doesn't heal us. Jesus Christ. Uh, Bible tells us whatever we do in word or deed should be done in the name of our of Jesus Christ. And so uh, Jesus Christ healed the man and uh, made everyone that received the power of the Holy Ghost witnesses unto unto the Lord and for the Lord in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. And so the same power, that same Holy Ghost overshadowed Deacon Stevens. And they saw the Shekinah glory upon him. You know, when they were, they were about, when they, he was falsely accused, he was being lied upon and they looked at him and they saw the Bible said he had the appearance of an angel. And that's something that we'll talk about another time because uh, there are so many uh, images of angels that people have drawn up, but none of them back, are backed up in the scripture. You know, uh, angels are not little babies with little tiles wrapped around them and wings. Are, are men with wings with trumpets in their hands and walking around naked, you know, covering up. Listen, angelic beings are when Abraham saw the angel of the Lord, they none of them look like that. And, and there's no description of that. Those are um, European Anglo Saxon uh, imageries to bring about another meeting. And uh, we're not going to spend time with that tonight. But listen, the power of God. They saw the Shekinah glory upon him and that they, the power, the same Holy Ghost power that changed the lives of the Queen's treasure and the, the people of Caesarea and Saul. That was the same power that healed the man. And he got up and he picked up his bed and was able to go on. And so because of that, all the people that was all that dwelt in Lydda and Saren, uh, that fertile plain uh, saw him. 
and they turn to the Lord. You know, we're not looking to be a sign and a wonder. You know, there's some people that's all they look for is a sign and a wonder. You got to be careful because the devil can can create signs. The devil can create wonders. And those are things that he is doing. And there are things that he is going to be done extremely a lot of uh, during the tribulation period. You know, I was it was interesting. I'm, I was watching a movie and they were talking about how the enemy was at work. And they said the devil flew up from hell. Listen, the devil doesn't fly from hell. Uh, the Bible doesn't say that. Matter of fact, hell was created for the devil and his angels. It's not a party place. It's a place of torment and torture. It's someplace you don't want to go and you don't want your worst enemy to go there. And so uh, right now he's the prince of the air uh, for a season. And so uh, uh, people turn to the Lord. The Bible said that they turned to the Lord. They were set free. And uh, certain disciples... Now, here's here's another miracle that is taking place at the hand of Peter. But Peter's hands were the only hands that was performing, that the, or the only individual that the Lord was performing miracles. Now, I want you to pay attention to something here, because when we read the scriptures, we see that these things were common among the disciples. It was common among the disciples for these things to occur, and they're common even today. Uh, for these things to occur in our, and yet in 2020, this century that we're in, that, that actually is coming to a close, uh, that these things are yet common. And so in order for us to get, in order for many to get, to see these things, you have to get out of, I'm talking to the believer right here, you have to get out of the uh, permissive will and get into the divine. And, and we'll touch more on that on Sunday morning, but uh, but you want to get out of the permissive and into the divine. It's not too late. It's important. It's imperative that you get out of the permissive and get into the divine. Now, there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called darkest. Now, this woman was full of good works and alms, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died and, and whom when they had washed her, they had washed, they laid her in the upper chamber. And maybe you know someone that's like this woman that is full of good works and alms and deeds. Uh, maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. And God bless you. And God bless you, you know, if you are uh, doing good works and, and good deeds uh, unto the Lord, uh, you know, charitable things for others. God bless you. Uh, these are people, people that pour out of themselves they pour themselves out and they don't look for nothing in return except the, uh, for another opportunity because if they had it they would do it again uh, these are people that just continue to to give uh, you know and and it's so awesome uh when you meet someone that's like that you know i, I have a i have a sister and uh she is blessed, and uh, I've been calling her Dorcas for years because uh, this is her. She does good for others. She pours herself out. She gives her last uh, to others. And so every time I read the scripture and I hear Dorcas, I can't help but think about that individual. We refer to her as Mother J. And so uh, God bless Mother J. 
you know, and certainly when you pray, you can even, uh, Lord, remember Mother Jay, it doesn't hurt to pray for people that you don't know uh, personally. And so the Bible tells us that there are diversity of gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, 12th chapter. Uh, you can start at the 28th verse there, but it said, God has have, uh, set some in the church, first apostles, secondary prophets, uh, thirdly teachers, and after that, miracles, then gifts of healing and helps government and diversities of tongues and so helps is listed there as a gift it is a god if you know when you have the gift of help i'm telling you how many times have you said lord help me or you needed some help you you wanted somebody to come around that was gifted you really do you want someone that is gifted with help not someone that's going to get in the way but someone that that is gifted that can really uh do something and make a difference and it doesn't matter how small it is is you know uh, little things can be very impactful and help you go a long way uh, help is not mentioned much by uh, people you know everyone desire those those gifts that that put you in front of people but let me tell you when you have someone behind the scenes that's holding you up that's supporting you that makes a difference it make a world of difference not people that get in the way because they want recognition, but I'm telling you, you want you want some help, and so help is not mentioned much, but there it's highly desired, and we should show appreciation as much uh, to them uh, whenever and however uh, we can, because there's a tendency to overlook, you know, sometimes you calling out names and mentioning, and you forget the people that are really have held it up and the people that have really been pillars. Now, when Peter was called upon, uh, after he had asked for an honorarium and agreed upon a amount of payment and signed off on it, you know, uh, he arose and went with them. And that's not what the Bible said. That was me. You know, uh, so many uh, freely uh, given, freely received, it should be freely given. However, that's not the case in many areas. Peter did not ask for honorarium. He didn't ask for a payment. He went with them. He arose and went with them. And when he was come, he brought they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him, weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. They were showing that she had good work. She was awesome in what she was doing. And so, uh, look, what they went and got Peter, what they did was the right thing. James elaborated on this later on and said, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Elders, elders, if there's any elders in the church, call for the elders of the church. Elders, pray for them. Elders, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. So in the name of Jesus, you're going to anoint them with oil, which represents the, the, the power of God and the Prayer and the prayer of faith shall save the sick elders because the elders have been consecrated. The elders are, are seeking the Lord. The elders are living holy. They're wholeheartedly living unto the Lord. The elders are in the will of God and the elders are moving from uh, permissive into the divine. And so they're walking in a way that when they lay hands on, they will be healed. They will raise the Lord shall raise them up. Why? Because the elder was there following the orders that God had given. And if they had committed sin, they shall be forgiven. Let that marinate for a moment.
the elder comes, the elder ministers. And if the sin, if someone has committed sin, the reason that they're sick is because they committed sin. That sin would be forgiven. And then it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. There's a good, you know, you can't talk to everybody. Uh, the person you talk to, I don't, yeah, I know it's your best friend, but listen, no, 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 no. You need to talk to someone that is consecrated, that has been set aside, sanctified. That's what sanctification is, being set aside unto the Lord. And because the Bible said the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Not your friend. It said the right, a righteous man. Uh, their prayers, someone that is in contact with it, that's what makes the difference. And so Peter, when he came, he sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. He prayed, uh, and, I, and I hope you're praying too. You know, I, 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 sent, I hope you're fasting and praying. You know, some things come by prayer and fasting. They asked them. Now, Peter learned this lesson early because they said, Lord, we couldn't, why couldn't we heal that young man? The Lord told him that, that some things come with fasting and prayer, so you need to be consecrated. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed, turning toward the dead woman, said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes and seeing Peter sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then uh, he called for the believers and especially the widows, the ones that was, they was really distraught. And presented her alive. Uh, this became known in all Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Uh, and Peter stayed on there in Joppa for some time uh, with Tanner, um, uh, named Simeon. And so, you know, what the Lord did then is evidence of what He can and what He will do for me. And it must be God's will. It must be in His will. I know that we. We want things to happen and we, you know, we, Lord, but we also must pray, let thy will be done. You know, what does the, the Bible tell us that we should pray our father, you know, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so that's what we should be praying is that, Lord, let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, that is so important and it's important for us to remember i need you to remember this i need you to really grab hold to, to what i'm saying here is that what god did then what he did then is evidence of what his will can do for me he didn't just save those people he didn't just raise that man up for no reason all these things was done so that we can see and know there's a demonstration of God's power. And God wants to demonstrate his, that same power today in our lives. You know, and so uh, with that being said, I want you to rest in that or carry that through your day. You know, that, that the evidence, the evidence, there's an evidence of what God will uh, and can do for me. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, hope to see you soon. We're still in the stay-at-home order, but until then, I hope you're listening and sharing the link with others. So, uh, you know, something is said that blesses you. Bless someone else to hear the same thing. Uh, until then, let's rest in the Lord 
you know, and before we go, we're going to have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, it's praying and ask that you would bless the listeners, Lord God, and ask that you would bless those that will hear this later. Lord God, your word is alive, and I thank you because you're alive. You're a God of the living, Lord God, and we just pray and ask that you will continue to bless your word, bless the hearers thereof, Lord God, if there's any sick among us, Lord God, whether it's tonight or later, you know how to heal them. Send your word ahead, Lord God, that as they're listening, Lord God, to my voice as they're listening, Lord God, to your word that's being taught, that's being exhorted, Lord God, that you would heal Heal physically, heal mentally, heal emotionally, Lord God. Lord Jesus, what you did for me, you'll do for others, Lord God. And I know this, I've seen it, Lord God, for myself. I've heard it testified by others, Lord God, of what you can and what you will do, what they saw you do for others. And Lord God, and they were in the same situation and you brought them out. Father, we ask these blessings in the mighty name of Jesus. Keep us, O oh Lord God, as we have committed ourselves unto you, Lord God, in this time. Lord God, we thank you because you're king in our lives. You're our Lord and Savior, and we love you, Lord. We love you. We love you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Bless your name, Savior. Ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh. 
God bless you. Back Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Talking about being rapture ready.